Hey everybody, I am so glad that you are here. We are in the second part of our series called The Un-Series, and I hope that you caught part one. It was a great experience together. And for today, this weekend, we are doing something very special. Uh, we are having a guest communicator. He is our Generation City pastor. His name is Evan Neal. He has been part of our community for about five or six months now. And I got to tell you, uh, this young man, he is just 24 years old. And when he came here, uh, you know, it was a little bit of a risk, you know, just thinking, gosh, the guy is so young. He's got such big shoes to fill. He's got such a big job. And I got to tell you, this young guy has stepped in and stepped up. He has done an amazing job. This kid ministers to my four children. All four of my kids are in Generation City and they are the greatest treasure of my life. And it is an honor for me to literally put them under his leadership. You can trust this guy. He is a great, great young man. And he is going to speak to us today about traveling into the unknown. I'm so uh, honored to be able to be here with you guys uh, tonight. And I just want to say on the front end, man, I hope, I hope you're ready to hear from God. I really do, right? Because he's here, right? He's here, and we're just going to go ahead and dive on in because uh, I don't want to waste any time, okay? So when I was uh, a little kid, all right, so about two, three years ago, um, I, I was terrified of the dark. I, just, I hated the dark. Anybody hate the dark? Yeah, you can be honest with me. Three people? Awesome, cool. Yeah, well, I just hate the dark. The dark is just not a fun place. It's, it's scary, right? And, and we're afraid of the dark. Why? Because we don't know what's there. Right? We're afraid of the dark because we don't know what uh, is inside of uh, the dark. And you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Well, when, you are, when you're the last person at work, if you're the last person uh, at, at your home, or if you're the last person at church, or you're the last person anywhere, uh, and, and you hear someone say, hey, hit the lights on the way out, and you're like, oh, Oh, please help me, right? Because you know that as soon as you turn those lights off, as soon as the lights go off, everything that's scary is gonna come and get you, right? The bills are gonna come and get you, the monsters are gonna get you, the demons are gonna come and get you, right? Your little toddler with a Sharpie cap off and she's smiling at you, right? These, these terrifying things are going to, to come and get you. Anybody ever seen the movie Monsters Incorporated? Yeah, okay, I grew up watching, I love Monsters Incorporated. It's awesome. Uh, and I just grew up watching that movie. And if that is not proof that there are monsters in the dark, I don't know what is, right? Yeah, that's true. That is, I don't know if you guys know this, but that is nonfiction, okay? That is a real thing, okay? And you could be uh, the macho, like this big old guy. And if you have blankets or covers, they're going over your head, right? Because the dark is something scary. And we don't know what is inside of uh, the dark, right? And you also know what I'm talking about whenever you turn the light off and you do that little dark room shuffle. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're just like, you have to like scoot your feet, right? Because you're afraid someone's going to grab your ankles. It's true. It happens. I still do it. I'm 24. No shame. Cool. But like, here's the truth, okay? When I was a little kid, not only did I hate the dark, uh, I, I hated going to my room at night, right? And the reason why I hated this was because each night I'd have to get up, walk on over to the light fixture, whatever the light was on the wall, uh, and I'd have to turn this light off and I would become so scared, I'd be terrified. It'd be dark. It'd be confusing. And my room would turn into this place of confusion and of frustration. Each time I did this, I would hate it. I would just absolutely hate it. It was confusing, frustrating, and it was the unknown. And I hated it because it was a place of darkness. And we don't know what's in the dark. 
We just don't know what's there. The, we, we, the unknown is something that we don't like to talk about. The unknown is something that we don't like to experience. The unknown is something that we don't like to be in because it is dark and it is scary, right? I, I didn't know where my shoes went, and I love shoes, right? I didn't know where my shoes went when I, when I turned the light off. I didn't know where uh, my bed went. I didn't know where anything went. I didn't know where my drum set went. And I, I love the drums, right? And if I just want to say on the front end, if you had a drum set, you were awesome. You really were. You were so cool. The drum set, you are legit in my books. If you had a drum set, if you didn't, we pray for you here at Metro City Church, and uh, we'll, we'll help you, all right? We'll really help you, okay? But I hated uh, the, the dark, right? But, but right in the very middle of my room was my bed, what was my bed? It was this place of comfort. It was this place where I could be warm, where I could be myself. Um, and, and it was a place where there were covers. And like I said just a second ago, you could be the machoest man ever. You could be hard. You could be just like this just tough person. But as soon as you had covers, right, they're going over your head because nothing could get you, right? And that happens all of uh, the time, right? It happens all the time. It's scary because we don't know what is in the dark. Well, the problem was that each night I'd have to do this over and over and over and over again. Each night I would have to go up over to my light fixture. I'd have to turn the light off and I would have to become scared every single night. And here's what I've learned, okay? After all of that time, after having to do this over and over and over again, I needed to learn that I needed to step out to find out what was there. I needed to step out in order to find out what was in the darkness. In other words, there are gonna be times in our lives, and I hope I'm not bursting anybody's bubble here, okay? But there are gonna be times in your lives where you're gonna experience things that you're not prepared for. You're gonna experience things that you're not ready for. You're gonna experience things that are so dark, that are so confusing, that are so frustrating, you're not gonna know what to do. But in order to find out what is there, you need to step out. You need to step forward inside uh, the darkness. I need to step out in order to find out, okay? Uh, so that's what we're gonna be talking about tonight, but I wanna take a little break and I wanna let you know, my name is Evan. I'm one of the pastors uh, around here. If I've, never, if I've never met you guys before, uh, I am the Generation City pastor and uh, we just have a blast over at Generation City. If you are sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 12th grade, 18 to 25, I'd be remiss if I didn't have a shout out for you guys. Love you, love you, cool, but uh, that's what we do here, and so I'm the generation pastor, I'm 24 years old, uh, I'll be 25 on January the 31st, this month, I wear a size front row tickets to Pistons games, if you wanna, if you wanna give me Pistons games, uh, but that's, that's who I am, right, but I, uh, I get the honor tonight to talk to you about the unknown, right, we are in this message series called the Unseries because there's things in our lives that we need to what? Undo, we need to become unstuck. We need to become unashamed. But tonight, like I said, I get the honor of talking to you about the unknown. Now, let me tell you something about the unknown, right? Uh, when it comes to this thing, when it comes to the unknown, we have to step out in order to find out what God is going to do, where God is going to meet us, right? Uh, I recently have had to do this in my own life. Uh, like Jeremy said so kindly, I'm a kid uh, on the video, right? Uh, and I, I'm this kid, right? I'm 24 years old, and I don't know if you guys know this, but we have a really old pastor, like really old. I was driving down the road the other day, and I don't know how you guys have done it for so long downriver. I'm from North Carolina, and I just praise you guys because the driving here is terrible. Uh, I've lost five years on my truck because just all the potholes. And uh, I was driving behind this person and they were swerving in and out of traffic that had the phone on their hand. I'm like, holy spirit, God. Like help this person please, right? And I'm so glad that I didn't make a face to them. I'm so glad that I didn't wave at them because I pull into uh, the church parking lot and I'm like, man, they pulled in front of me. Who is this, right? I hope, I'm, I, hope I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and I look over and it's Pastor Jeremy, right? He's just, I mean, I, I, he's just, we have an old pastor, right? And the whole reason why I say this is because I'm new, right? I'm having to step out uh, into, the unknown, and I'm gonna tell you, it is unknown here. It is, 
It is cold nine months out of the year. Nobody told me that, right? I'm, I visited in June and it was warm. No, nobody told me that. Nine months. You can literally conceive a baby, carry a baby, hold a baby, go to the hospital, push out a baby really hard, go home, and it's still cold. I don't understand it, right? And you know what? You guys, I just, I love you guys for that reason, okay? But the reason why I say this is because I'm, I'm brand new. I'm stepping out into the unknown. I'm stepping out, and, and, and I'm from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. I went to college in South Carolina to find out, God, you want me to go to Michigan? You want, you want me to come here? Like, why here? It's unknown. It's cold. It's scary. I've never done this before. You want me to go there? And I'm having to learn how to step out into my life. I've only known the South. It's where my friends are. It's where my family is. It's where I learned to follow you first. Holy Spirit, God, why are you calling me here, right? And it was confusing, but I had to step out in order to find out. And maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe that's the type of life that you are living currently. You got a brand new job or, or you, just got a, you just got a raise or something and all of a sudden you have to move and you're like, I've never left Taylor. Right, maybe you went to the doctor's office just for a random checkup and all of a sudden it's cancer. I've, I've, nobody in my family's ever had cancer, what do I do? Right, maybe you went home one day from work and all you wanted to do was see your kids. You wanted to see your kids, you just wanted to give them a hug, but when you got there, your kids weren't there, but your husband or your wife was with papers in their hand. I'm done, finished. And you're like, what do, what do I do? It's unknown, it's confusing, it's scary. What is that? What is in front of me? And you don't know what's coming next. But let me tell you something. I've been there with you before. Your pastor is no different. I've been there with you before, and I want to show you that I'm still there with you, and in order to find out what God has planned for us ahead of us, we need to step out in order to find out what God is going to do. I think so much of our lives are spent being scared of what we can't see. I think so much of our lives are, are spent uh, being nervous of what is out there. I think so much of our lives are wasted, wasted because we don't know how our life's going to end up. We don't know how the bills are going to get paid. We don't know how we're gonna end up. We don't know how our children are gonna be. We don't know anything and we waste so much of our life because we sit inside of our shell and we're not willing to step out into the darkness. We're not willing to step out into the unknown. But here is the truth. You will never find out unless you step out. You'll never find out unless you step out into the unknown. Let me pray for us real fast. Oh, we clap, that's good, that's good. Let me pray for us and then we'll continue. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for Metro. Thank you so much for this church, but I'm praying right now that as I speak, if someone is on the verge of stepping out, that you would just give them that last little nudge. And that everything that is from Evan, you just get me out of the way and you speak through me and speak directly to the hearts of the people in this church. We love you so much. And everybody said, Amen. Cool. So tonight, uh, we are going to be in the book of Matthew, okay? And so if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and pull that out. And we're going to be in the chapter uh, 14, and specifically, we're going to be in verse 22. And if you don't have your Bibles, don't worry. Uh, the Bible is going to be on the screen, but I want to encourage you to bring your Bibles with you. There's just something about being in the Word yourself, right? Uh, but you also have Bible app there. You can go to Google, and it's like magic, right? It's just magic. You can Google Matthew 14, and it's there, okay? But we are going to be in chapter 14, verses 22, uh, and we are gonna, I'm going to read 22 through 33, and then we're going to dissect it a little bit and talk about it, right? Sounds good? Yes. Sounds good. Yes. Sounds good. Cool. This is what uh, the Bible says. Immediately, he, Jesus, made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowd, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. 
When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered them, uh, answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of of God. So I love this story, okay? This is one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible, and I just want to let you know, pastors just don't say that, okay? I know that you think, oh, he says that for everything, but that's not true, okay? This really is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's an amazing story of a miracle taking place, and I just want to say, uh, if you're in here for the very first time, first off, welcome to Metro. We're so glad you're here. Uh, but number two, uh, don't get caught up. I know it's a little hard to believe. There's a man walking on the water, Right? And you're freaked out. It's okay to be freaked out, okay? I was freaked out too the first time I read it. But I don't want you to be hung up because there's something so much deeper here. There's something so much deeper here. Push past the feeling because there is something strong here. There's a story of faith being put into action and of Jesus doing the thing that he does best. And that's saving, okay? As much as I would love to talk about how beautiful this story is, which it is, as much as I would love to talk about this, as much as I would love to say that we identify with the disciples inside the boat after he's done this miracle, saying, holy, 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 you truly are the son of God. Well, how much I would love to say that we identify with Jesus saying, come on out of that boat. Or even as much as I would love to say that we actually identify with Peter stepping out of the boat, I think, it seems to me, that we actually identify with Peter after he sees the storm more than anything else. This is what uh, that verse says, Matthew 14, 30. It says, But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Please, my man, pick me up. It's cold, right? What I find so interesting is that in this story, a couple of verses earlier, Peter's filled with faith, right? Peter has so much faith. We preach messages just about how much faith Peter has. Peter is filled with faith, when the others in the boat were terrified, calling or uh, scared for their lives, they've seen a ghost. Peter heard a familiar voice and he called to him, if it's really you, Jesus, if it's you, call me there and I'll come to you and I'll come to you. And Jesus answers him. He says, come on out of the boat, man. Come on out. It's how the water's fine. Come on out of the boat. And Peter begins to step out of the boat and operate in this miracle. Can you imagine what that might be like? Can you imagine what that would be like to step out of the boat and to stand on water? It's amazing. It's a miracle, right? But as soon as the storm starts to hit, he starts to doubt. As soon as the wind comes, he starts to, dis- he doesn't believe anymore. As soon as the storm starts to hit, he's staring dead straight into the unknown, into uncertainty. He's staring dead straight into what he cannot see. And he took his eyes off Jesus and he began to sink and he began to forget how he was able to walk on the water in the first place. He completely forgot. Completely forgot. And as I read this story, it's me. It's you. As I read this story, I look at this and I go, wait a second. I want to be the one who walks on the water. I want to be that guy. When Jesus says, come on out, I want to be him. 
I want to have that much faith. I want to stand that strong. I mean, it's the reason why I came here, people. I don't know really what I'm doing. I'm just being very honest with you. I wake up a lot of the time going, Holy Spirit, like I need your help. We have to step out in order to find out what God is going to do. And isn't this the way that we react to things in our life when they're good, right? When they're good, they're good, right? When you get that raise, hallelujah. You get the raise and you're like, you are here in this place, right? We're filled with faith whenever uh, the doctor reports come back negative. We're filled with faith when things are good. But as soon as the storm hits, we start to doubt. As soon as we start to stare into the unknown, we start to lose faith. As soon as we start to stare into uncertainty, we forget, don't we? We just forget. We forget God. We forget the times when it was great. We forget the times uh, when God has called us out and we, and, and we were able to actually walk on the water. We forget when we were healed and we forget the ones who have helped us. We just forget all the time. Right? And I just want to let you know something. There's going to be so many times in your life that you're going to experience something that you're not prepared for. Hope I didn't burst your bubble. Okay? But there's going to be so many times in our life where we're going to experience something that we're not going to see coming. Maybe you're sitting there right now. Or maybe you've, you've been in a couple weeks ago, Pastor Jeremy talked about storms. Right? We are either coming out of a storm, we're in a storm, or we're getting ready to be in one. It just happens. The Bible promises it. The Bible promises promises it, okay? And there's gonna be times where we're staring dead straight into the unknown, staring dead straight into the darkness, staring dead straight into what we cannot see, but I wanna set you free right now and let you know that's where Jesus is the strongest. I wanna let you know that that is where Jesus does his best work in the unknown, where we don't know what's in front of us, but I wanna let you know that right now, tonight, if you're sitting in the unknown and you're sitting in the darkness, he's calling you to come out of the boat. He's calling you to step forward. He's calling you to take a risk. He's calling you to call that person He's calling you to, to, to tell that person they love you or that you love them. He's calling you to make some big changes. Wow, Evan, that's real good. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's real good, that's real good. Right? But I agree, that that's, that's, that's real good, right? We need to step out in order to find out what God is going to do. But, but, but I agree with you. I agree with you that, that that would be best for me. But how do I do that? How, how do I, you don't know how bad my life is. Like, how do I actually step out? How do we, we, we step out to find out what do uh, we do? Well, let, let's take a look back at this story. I want you to put yourself in Peter's position. You're standing on the edge of the boat. There's a storm around you. I, I, I don't know how deep the sea, I don't know how deep anything is, uh, but I'm, I, I'm certain that if he would have gone in the water, had Jesus not pulled him out, he'd have died. So the wind is blowing, the waves are crashing over, and you're telling me that he's just going to step out of the boat? What in the world was Peter thinking? And as I read this story, I go, what, what would give Peter this much confidence? What would, give Peter, what would make Peter that confident in order to step forward out of the boat? We read it all the time and go, what was Jesus, Evan? Duh. But what gave him that confidence? What gave him that confidence? You can call it trust, you can call it faith, you can call it whatever you want, but it boils down, I believe, to one phrase, and it takes a relationship. It takes a relationship. One more time, it takes a relationship. You thought I was gonna say faith, didn't you? I know you did, it's okay. That's why I wrote it in here. Uh, but but, but it, it takes a relationship. It, ha- it takes faith to step out of the boat, but how do you have faith? How do you have it? Well, it takes a relationship. How do you have faith? It takes a relationship. It, that, that's what caused him to step forward out of the boat. He, he didn't just go willy-nilly, oh, it's Jesus, let me step. He goes, wait a second, that's my man. I've eaten with him. 
I've seen his miracles. I've noticed what he's done. I've spent time with him. That is my God. I've spent time with him. I'm in a relationship with him. And that's what caused him to step forward out of the boat. If you don't have a relationship with the one who's calling you forward, how do you ever expect to step forward into the thing that he's calling you to do? For real. Like, how do you expect to step forward if you don't have a relationship? We barely trust our parents. How can you expect to step forward into the unknown if you don't have a relationship with the one that is calling? Listen, it's not the storm that's going to shape you. It's the one who's in the storm with you. It's not the storm that is going to shape you. It's the one who is inside the storm. It takes faith to step into a storm whenever you have faith. You must develop a relationship with Jesus. Peter knew that it was better to have faith and step out of the boat on a stormy sea than it was to stay inside the boat. It's better to step forward and have a relationship. I don't know if you guys know this, okay, but I'm from North Carolina. And this, uh, this North Carolinian, that's what we say. You say Michiganders, we say North Carolinian, uh, has, uh, has gotten one of your, 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 uh, your Michigan girls, okay? Uh, I have. I date a girl named Emily. She's here. Everybody give it up for Emily, please. Just, yeah, okay, good. Sorry, I was a little afraid. I didn't, she's like, Evan, you should have done that. And I was like, I know, but thank you for clapping. Whew, makes a better dinner, okay? Uh, but I have, okay? And I love Emily a lot. I spend time with her. Uh, I go on dates with her. Uh, I love her a lot, okay? But it's because we have a relationship, right? Uh, I trust her. She trusts me. I talk to her. She talks to me. It would be a lot, really difficult if I didn't have a relationship. I was like, hey, Em, come here. You want to go, you, you go somewhere? And she's like, no, I don't know you. That's weird, All right? But it's a relationship that we have, that allows us to trust each other, to spend time with each other. It is a relationship that she puts her faith that she loves me and I put my faith in her that, she, that vice versa, okay? Uh, but here, here's my point. It's the same way with Jesus. I'm not saying that you have to have a romantic relationship with Jesus, but what I'm saying is the same way. You'll never have the courage to step forward into what you cannot see unless you're building a relationship with the one who calls you forward, ever. You have to have a relationship. And I want to say, uh, there's lots of different ways to create this relationship. Maybe you're like, how, how do you create this relationship? I want to step out of the boat. I do. I want to step out of the boat. I want to have faith. But how do you begin to create this relationship? Well, I want to say uh, that there are lots of different ways to do this, okay? But for the sake of time uh, in this message, I want to give you uh, the thing in my life that has skyrocketed my faith and allowed me to cultivate the best relationship with my maker and my savior, and that is reading my Bible, that's reading my Bible. It is spending daily time with him. You know, reading, reading doesn't really come natural to me, okay? And it doesn't really help that my father is a reading machine, okay? My dad is a pastor in North Carolina, and he reads like three books every hour. It's ridiculous, right? I'm like, Dad, like, we just launched a new ministry. It's awesome. He's like, good. Did you read any books for that? And I said, the Bible, you know? And uh, he goes, ah, well, good leaders read. I'm like, well, great, you know? So that's just where I come from. Don't worry, my dad loves me. Okay, I know that was a little harsh. Uh, but th that's where I come from. It doesn't really help. Anybody not good at reading, they just don't like to read? Yeah, okay, cool. It it's just, it's not fun, right? And it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but I'm not very good um, at reading, all right? But, but, but we have to do it. Newsflash. We have to read the Bible. We can't get away from it. We can't get away from it. If, if it is not already, it needs to become a steady diet in your heart. It needs to become a steady diet in what it is you do. This cultivates a relationship with Jesus that gives you the faith to step out of the boat and to step into the unknown. We have to have a relationship with Jesus, and the best way to do this is reading your Bible. You want to see Jesus more clearly? Read it. All right, Evan, the Bible is so big. How do I read this thing? Well, you're going to have to eat this elephant, okay? You're just going to have to do it, okay? And how do we eat an elephant one bite at a time? 
One bite at a time. That's, that's what is going to happen, okay? You have to start reading, okay? And I'm not suggesting if you're in here tonight, you're like, Evan, man, you, you just, you don't know my pain. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how bad my Christmas was. I'm not suggesting that the Bible is just gonna somehow magically make all your pain go away, but I am telling you that it is a step in the right direction. Taking daily steps toward the maker is what helps you get over whatever you're in. When you're in a sin cycle, when you're in a pain cycle, when you're in anything that is frustrating, you don't focus on the things that you shouldn't be doing, you focus on the things that you should be doing. And reading your Bible is one of the best ways to cultivate a relationship with uh, Jesus, okay? So I'm not sure uh, if you're aware of this, but our, our church right now uh, is in reading the New Testament, right? We, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Let's do that, yeah. So we have these really cool bracelets right here, uh, and you can pick them up at the Connection Center, but it just says foundations, and it is uh, to remind us to read. We have a uh, Bible, we have a Bible app, uh, and well, we don't have a Bible app, but there's a Bible app on the, on the store, and uh, you can just go up there, uh, foundations plan and read one chapter a day. One chapter a day. You version, it's, it's awesome, it's, it's great. So let me offer you this challenge, okay? Once I became a daily reader, I began to see it come to life in my own life. I did. I began to see it uh, come to life uh, in my own life. I was a terrible reader. Really, I, I was, when I first started to read, I was so lost, huh? I was starting Genesis, and then I jump over uh, to Leviticus, and then I jump over to Lamentations, and I got super depressed, right? But then I would go over to John, I'm like, wow, he really dwells with us. And then I would read Revelation, and I'd be super scared, and then I wouldn't read for like five months, right? I was just like, that is what my, my cycle was. But I want to offer you a challenge, okay? Read with us one chapter a day, five minutes. If you're not a good reader, seven. Seven minutes, and watch your faith skyrocket. Watch, watch your relationship start to begin with the one who made you. Watch you be tempted to step out of the boat, but not tempted in a bad way. You actually want to jump. Watch it happen. Start one chapter at um, a time and watch your faith skyrocket. Whenever you are in it, you get to see it everywhere in your life. It's, it's just like this. Anybody, anybody fortunate enough to drive a brand new car? I'm looking, nobody, wow. Cool, go, you, I'm sorry, that's cool. Uh, I've never driven a brand new car and I'm believing it's gonna happen, glory to God, right? I've, I've been driving the same car since, uh, since college and I've lost a couple of years just because how bad the potholes are here, right? Uh, but it's just, uh, if you've ever driven a new car, what I find is so interesting, and I'm sure you identify, if it's not a car, it's something else. Uh, whenever you're driving a brand new car, isn't it interesting that you don't really see it anywhere? Right? You don't see this car anywhere, but as soon as you start to test drive this car or as soon as you start to, to be inside the car or something like that, you're like, wow, I had no idea Downriver had so many Buicks, right? You just start to be in it, right? And that's because you are, you're inside this car. You're studying this car. You're living inside this car and it starts to come to life everywhere. You start to see it. You're like, wow, I didn't know it was there. Wow, it's, it's right here. That's, wow, my neighbor has it. That's awesome. And you start to see it everywhere. It's the same way with the Bible. If you're not in it, you're not gonna see it. Then there's gonna be no relationship. Then there'll be no faith. You have to spend time in the word and watch it come to life. And maybe you're like, well, what is this it that you're talking about, right? It's God's truth. When you're spending time inside the word, you begin to see it come to life. And here's what's awesome. You start to see it come to life and the things that scared you actually make sense. You're like, wow. You read John, you're like, wow, he really dwells with us. He's with us right now. Then you read Revelation, you're like, I'm not scared anymore. That's the best day of the world. 
That's the best thing. That's what we work for. That's what we live for. And you start to see it come to life and all of the frustration and the nervousness of the unknown and the scaredness, all of that fades away and you get to operate exactly how God created you. Operate. Let me offer you this. I want you to start. If you haven't already, I want you to start by reading just a chapter a day, five minutes, and watch your faith skyrocket. Watch it. I'll be there with you because I'm doing the same thing. Watch it happen, right? Well, Evan, listen. I don't like to read. Ah, it's so boring. I sleep. I fall. I get sleepy. Well, stand up, right? Just stand up. Walk like this. Holy shit. Just walk. Just like this, right? Well, Evan, I just, I just don't understand it, right? I just, I, I just, I, I just can't always. I, I just don't understand it. We'll, we'll get help, okay? We're here to help you. You can go to uh, gotquestions.org. That place is amazing, okay? Uh, and you can just do that, right? Find some help. We'll, we'll help you. Well, Evan, I just don't ever remember it, right? I just, it's so hard. I just don't ever remember it. Right, well, let, let me offer you something, okay? Does, does anybody love to eat? Yeah, I love to eat. Hallelujah, two hands in the air. I love it. Um, so I love to eat, okay? Uh, but I don't really remember what I eat all the time. Like, I don't really remember what I have for breakfast. So let me ask you this question. Do you remember what you had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner January the 5th, 2018? No, nobody knows that, right? Here's my point. Eating isn't about remembering. Eating is about nourishment. Eating isn't about remembering. Eating is about nourishment. Reading your Bible is the same way. You don't always remember what you read, but it's there. You don't always, you don't always remember what you read, but, but it's there. Jesus is the bread of life. You want some bread? There it is. Right? It's spiritual. Like Whenever you are so tired and your soul is so spiritually malnourished, that word, that bread, is life. And you'll notice that whenever, and there's sometimes, right? There's sometimes we just won't ever forget a meal. The same thing will happen when you're reading your Bible. The same thing will happen when you read your Bible, but we have to read daily. It's important. It's not about remembering. Uh, it is about nourishment. We have faith in him by developing a relationship with him. And that causes us uh, to step out of the boat and to find out what God has for us. Let me say this last thing, and then we'll end up closing. Uh, well, Evan, listen, all that's really good, right? And you deserve a raise, and yeah, that's good. Right, I do. To that camera, I say, yes, I do. Right, uh, but here's the deal, okay? Uh, I, I really want to step out, but you don't know how dark my darkness is. You, you don't know what I've been through. You don't, you, you, don't, you don't know how bad my life is. I wish God would, I wish God would just turn the lights on. I wish God would just, would just help me some way. Maybe not, maybe not yet. Let me explain. I'd be willing to bet that everybody in this room has access to a camera. Is that the truth? Yeah, everybody has access to a camera. Uh, and I love pictures. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but I take pictures. I'm going to take a picture of you guys. Everybody smile. Cheese. Sweet. Uh, I, I just, and what I love, look, you got a picture. Oh, let me pull it out. Yeah. Right there. Instant. Just like that. What I find so interesting about phones, right now, these cameras are instant. We take a picture, it's there. Does anybody remember disposable cameras? Yeah, you remember like the, right? You just, you took them everywhere. You had to, you're going to Washington, D.C. Well, dad, listen, we got to get like 17. You gotta, we just got to get them because we don't want to miss the monuments, right? That's just what happens, okay? Uh, and what I find so interesting about these disposable cameras is that when you took a picture, you never saw it, right? And what did you need to do in order to see the picture? You needed to go and get it what? You could go get developed, right? Well, what I also remember about these cameras is that if you were to take the film outside of the camera too early and it would hit the light, what would happen? Ruined. 
terrible. You couldn't see anything. You wouldn't be able to see this clear picture. If you wanted a clear picture of what you wanted to see, you needed to be in, uh, you needed to become developed. It needed to become developed, right? CVS, Walgreens, whatever, Rite Aid, anything, it needed to become developed. Well, if you don't know anything about photography, I want to let you know something. Uh, do you know what the name of the room that pictures become developed in is called? The dark room. In order to see a clear picture of what you wanted to see, your picture needed to be developed inside of a dark room. You couldn't see it. If the light hit it too early, you wouldn't be able to see anything. So maybe right now, you're living in this moment that feels like this right here. And you're like, God, what do I do? I can't see anything. My wife left me. And she, and she was she was everything. My, my mom, she, she died, and, I, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to do. My dad told me he hated me, and he sexually abused me for years. And I don't, I don't know. I hate my life, I hate my wife, I hate my family, I hate my kids. What, what do I do? I wish, I wish you would just turn the lights on. And you're, and you're begging God to just turn the lights on so you can see something. But the truth is, you're not, you're not developed enough. And if the light was to hit you too early, you wouldn't be able to see anything, right? Or, and I'd be willing to bet that at some time, some type, uh, sometime in your life, at some time, you've experienced some type of frustration, anger, uh, you can't see, you're spending time in a dark room and you just beg God to turn the light on, but he is just begging you to trust him. He's begging you to trust him. And you're like, God, please show me what's in the dark or show me, show me what's there, right? And he wants to use you. But if that light was to hit you too early, you wouldn't be able to tell other people about the majesty and the glory of God because you're not ready yet. You're not, you're not ready. But sometimes we need to step out to find out what God is going to do in our life so that we can be used in ways that we never thought possible. And maybe you're sitting out in the seats right now and you're like, Evan, what are you talking about, man? I've been stepping out my whole life. Well, maybe you've not been stepping out with a good heart. Sometimes we just need to step out. The relationship that Peter had with Jesus was not one, okay. Uh, you ready? It was, that's my man. And I trust you. And I'm gonna step out of the boat. And what ends up happening is if we, if we are exposed too early, we're ruined. But man, when that light hits us and we've been developed in a dark room long enough, man, we can be a strong point for people to listen to us, to learn from us, and to be strong so that when someone else's trial comes our way, we're ready. And the Holy Spirit can use you. Listen, maybe this trial that you're in right now, this situation that you're in right now is gonna impact thousands and thousands and thousands of people, but you just don't know it yet. And I want to encourage you to just step forward into this relationship with Jesus and to watch your faith skyrocket, but also so that you can be strong enough to withhold the storm, right? Listen, often in our darkest moments when we feel weaker than ever, we feel weaker than ever, but when God brings us through and we finally walk into the light, we realize that it was in the place of weakness and the place of darkness where we get our greatest strength. It's in the place of weakness. It's in the place of the dark room. I'm saying this because I know what it's like to walk through the dark. I'm not gonna get into details right now. But I'm saying this because I know what it's like to experience something. It almost took me out of ministry. And I was so confused. And I was like, God, what are you, what are you doing? 
but now I can stand on this stage and I can be a testimony of what God can do through faithfulness. And I don't say that for congratulations. I don't say that for a pat on the back. I say it because I want to let you know that it's true. He's real. He loves you. And he's calling you forward. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? When you step out, when you begin to walk into what at first is scary, what at first seems dark, you will find that the mystery and the wonder of God is where the light is and where your future lies.